So what are you going to tell us, tough guys? My usual. Zero. Nothing. I went, to a, I went to a random place last night. I went to this little spot called, have you ever heard of the Drunken Poet? Uh, I've heard of it, yes. Dude, it was, it was the funniest room. So I got to, um, I got to Bobby Peel's last night at, um, what was it? Hey, you at, don't mind at, if I just crack open a cold one while we do this, yeah? <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> I got to Bobby Peel's last night at um, uh, 7 o'clock. And I thought, oh, that's good. That's half an hour before signups even even begin. And uh, and as I was there, dude, I got there. There's 25 people on the uh, on the lineup, and I was like, oh my gosh, this is gonna go till midnight. So I was like, stuff this. I'm, I asked uh, one of the other comics. I was like, dude, is there any other rooms around here? He's like, yeah, man. There's a room called the Drunken Poet just down the road. So I got there, dude. This big Lebanese guy with like, the biggest hair you've ever seen, sideways down to here, was out the front smoking a pipe. And I was like, this has to be the location. And it was the most random spot, but in the best way. It was a, uh, it was cool, man. It was it was like, it was like Speak Easy, but if Speak Easy was actually just filled with alcoholics, it's it's aptly named. There's just a a whole bunch of six year old blokes there drinking Guinness, listening to bad poetry, bad comedy, and pretty average music. Yeah, that sounds great. Right. Get poetry that doesn't rhyme. Isn't that just like a story? Yeah, I, I'm a little bit the same, but you're not allowed to admit I love that. a limerick. Love a limerick. What's a limerick? That's like an Irish play on words, isn't it? I think it's where the last word of the first two sentences rhyme and then the last word of the next two sentences rhyme and then the fifth line rhymes with the first sentence. Okay, so you've studied limericks for many years based on that decision. <laughs> That's quite fantastic. I, I'm a little bit the same. I got there last night, but when when a guy's smoking a pipe and he just he just looked like a poet, I was like, I can't tell this guy I've got no interest in poetry. So I started talking about C.S. Lewis and saying, hey, uh, and just trying to impress him with, with just like unimpressive knowledge. And I could tell that he wasn't impressed, but I was just doing the best I could because I wanted to fit in. It was my first night there. I felt out of place. Hey, sideburns have disappeared, haven't they? And so have pipes. And that's why I was so impressed with this He doubled bloke. up. He doubled up and he was doing it with so much color. It was actually Lawrence, his name. He's awesome guy. I, uh, mm. Dude, we'll go there soon. He, he looked he ridiculous. He was, yes. Yes. <laughs> oh, um, cravat? What was that? Cravat? What's a cravat? Oh, I don't know. It's like a... I'm going to show like you a tie, but it doesn't go around the collar. I'm going to show you a photo of him. Oh, I didn't expect a uh, an exposed arm. Yeah, no, it was it was well and truly exposed. So anyway, it was a uh, it was an eventful night, made better by the fact that you messaged me saying that you and I are on the uh, on the same lineup tonight. Have you uh, have you already organised your set? Do you know what you're talking? Do you know what your jokes are? Um. I know my opening and closing, so I'm just gonna something to do with Merry Christmas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, gonna try some some new stuff. So. I can't wait, dude. I'm, I'm pumped for stuff. I'm pumped for fried rice. Um, any what time does it start tonight? Is it seven thirty? Uh, eight thirty. Awesome. Now that's good because I was gonna say maybe we could do a, a post session fried rice, but um, uh, we, we'll, we'll do the pre session just because uh, I was trying to be a good dad and, and help Jesse with. 
with little mate tonight, but with an 8.30 start, I can still leave here at, uh, at his bedtime and get there with plenty of time to enjoy it. Right. Or, or the other option is we just get it as a takeaway and eat it after I finish. But um, yeah. I think I'm only on it. But, yeah, second bracket. So I'm only on yeah, close to 10. I'll give you a call when I'm leaving here and we'll, uh, we'll suss it out. Yep, sounds good to me. Awesome. Yeah. Have you already trained this morning? Yeah, yeah, just did a, uh, a quick session this morning. One of my clients cancelled after I got up. And so I just trained in that gap, little gap there. Just, just moved around for a bit. I don't try and do too much on a Friday because I play on a Saturday. And getting a little bit older, I need to be as fresh as I can. So I just try and move. 42, huh? 42, man. I'm, the boys in my team, they're all, I'm old enough to be their dads. All of yeah. them. It's such a strange feeling. I went from distance running back to the footy scene when I was uh, 2013. What's that? So I was 27. And I went yep. back at 27 just assuming, yeah, awesome. Like I'll just be, I'll just be one of the boys, like the average age. Dude, I reckon there was one other guy in the team who was older. No, there would have been maybe three other guys. One was like 34. And he was the yeah. dad of the group, essentially. And then there was a couple of guys who had just sort of hit 30. But it felt so strange. It, it's a weird vibe how it, it really creeps up on you, doesn't it? Like all of a sudden you're 42 yeah. and some kid goes, um, oh, yeah, same day, same age as my uncle or same age as my dad. You go, wait, what? Yeah. You go, oh, yeah, my dad's that age. I'm like, oh, yeah, I am. Because, you know, I don't think of myself as that age at all. Well, you don't, you don't act, and I mean this as a compliment, you don't act as a 42-year-old. You're too fit. You're too healthy. You're too positive. Um, you, you you haven't let life beat you down like a lot of forty-two year. I, like there's a lot of forty-two year old guys, and I've got to be careful of this. Like I notice as I get older, like a couple of things don't work out quite in your favor, and you just assume you know how things are going to work out in the future based on a couple of experiences. You're like, oh, okay, this isn't going to quite go. Uh, well, I, I don't necessarily think that because I'm conscious of it, but. I find it easy as I'm getting older to slip into that mindset if I'm not careful. And I hate it, dude. Like there's so many, um, you don't have to look far to see like a 50, 60, 70 year old guys who are just so fed up with life. And they're just so, they're so horrible to be around. So I'm doing yeah. everything I can to, to make sure I'm on the complete opposite spot, side of the spectrum to what, to what those people are. Oh yeah. I, guess, I just assume that people that are doing more than me are older than me. What do you mean? Like if someone's like got kids and things, anyone that's got kids, I automatically think are older than me. <laughs> so I think of you as older than me now. You're that's older than me. In my head, you are. That's ridiculous. I I don't quite think of everyone as older than me. I think of people as um. I just assume whether you're 21 or whether you're whether you're probably a limit, say 50. That's we're the same age, and it's so strange. I was, oh, talking, to, I was yeah. talking to a chick at comedy the other day, and um, she just—I think I told you this actually. She so casually mentioned to me, she's like, "Oh, so dude, how old are you? Like 38, 39? And I was like, "I see us as the same, and I know you're twenty-six." And that was really hurtful because I've had my whole life people saying to me, "Oh, dude, you look fantastic for your age. Oh, you look, yeah. you look great." Thirty, thirty-four, almost thirty-five oh. next, thirty-five next month. Yeah, right. but I don't see a big difference in us. Like when we catch up, I'm not sitting there going, "Oh, the champs, the champs are a few years older than me." I just feel like, uh, I feel like we're around the yeah. same. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, uh, we we'll try and keep us fit and healthy. 
um, as you can. That's part of the reason I wanted to have you on because obviously um, for, for everyone listening, me and me and the champ, I call him, that's his nickname, me and the champ, uh, we, we know through comedy, met each other through comedy, became mates there. And it didn't take me long to notice that there was a couple of things about you I really liked. Obviously, I've already mentioned the fact you're fit, you're healthy, you're positive. They're, they're three like massive ticks in my book. And, uh, and as a result, we, we hit it off pretty well. And I'm interested in, because in, obviously you, you're, you're in the fitness industry, you're a, a personal trainer, but I also know, I saw the photo you posted of yourself for your 42nd birthday. And I thought, oh my gosh, that's exactly what I want to look like when I'm, when I'm 42. And uh, I thought it'd just be interesting to pick your brain a little bit and talk health, fitness, nutrition, mindset, because I know there, uh, there are a lot of things that you're, you're pretty focused on or very focused on. Um, that I think a lot of people really struggle with. And I, I know there's a, a whole range of reasons that people struggle in the health and fitness scene. And I've been exposed to it a heap, just being in the scene myself, different motivation levels and stuff like that. But um, at 42, what is what is sort of your, because you seem to have no trouble with discipline around the fitness element of your training. Is that just through years of practice? Or have you sort of got yourself to a spot where it's like, all right, this is a non-negotiable, it just gets done? Um. Hmm. Well, probably if you go back, maybe I know close to ten years. Um, I was training, but I was training like pretty heavy. I was trying to always get bigger and bigger and bigger, and then I was getting more and more injuries. But like from doing certain things in the gym, rather than I guess just general injuries from getting older or. Um, yeah, repetitive use injuries. And I just got sick of getting injured from trying to get bigger. Oh, well, it could be poor training or technique or whatever. But then um, you know, I just changed the way I trained. So rather than trying to annihilate a body part, it was just about like stimulating something each day and just being consistent with my movements. It took about motivation to do, to train every day. Like, am I allowed to swear on this? Yeah, man, 100%. I'd be embarrassed if you didn't. Thank you. Um, yeah, I'm not fucking motivated to brush my teeth every day or do the dishes or bloody vacuum the house, but it's just, to me, it's just one of those things that you do. And I've just put training in that same category. And it, even if I don't, I, I feel like I've missed something of the day. Like, like you'll go to bed and like there's something in the back of my mind. I, I haven't done something today. Um, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, I, I guess I'm pretty good at saying if I'm going to do something, I'll do it. Um, but yeah, the, the exercise thing, yeah, I'm pretty fortunate that I've I got a body that can do these things. So it'd be a, a shame to to waste it and yeah, not, not be able to do the things that I'm capable of doing. Yeah, it's interesting you talk about the um, like the the body weight or just the building muscle element that you went through because I, I feel like I sort of um, you know toss and turn between the the two different variables of like I, I, every couple of years I go through a phase where I'm like all right I'm going to reach 80 kilos I think I yeah I made a bet I made a bet with you you were the man I made the bet with in October yeah. I said all right if I don't weigh 80 kilos by January the 31st I owe you 500 bucks so I never ate so quickly. Um, to make sure I didn't have to pay you. So I, I reached that goal well before it, but it was funny because I, I was even going through a phase like, all right, I'm just going to try and get that real, that real nice look. Cause it looks good when a bloke walks into a room, he's got like decent shoulders, nice triceps and, and well-defined biceps. 
But it is interesting that it's not necessarily always the most effective way for your body to be. Like I've, I've mm. started to try and introduce a few more variables into my training, like rather than just going to the gym and doing like bicep curls and, um, you know, bench press or whatever, yeah. trying to make like whole body movements, which I know you're a, a big fan of, but even introducing things like um, calisthenics and that outdoor body weight workouts, like including your dips and your chin ups and things that sort of just take up a few more muscles, like a bit more of a natural movement are yeah. uh, things that I've focused on. Like, is that something that you uh, you work with pretty closely with your clients and, and with yourself? Or have you got sort of like a pretty pretty open-ended training schedule? Um, I guess with my clients, it's just a bit, because I guess they might have the, the best intentions to train most days of the week. And so you can put together splits and things like that. But then if you've done that and for some whatever reason, they only end up training that once a week, then you might have only trained back. Mm. So rather, yeah, train a little bit of something each day. Yeah, try and just just move, basically. <laughs> the object is to move. For, it's so um, helpful. That's what I like. Like minutes. you were telling me a couple of weeks ago about your your favorite movie, 300. And uh, you're explaining to me, well, just as a bit of context to this, you were saying that uh, in 2021, so last year, you asked me how many days of training I missed. And I got like a little swagger in my step. I got arrogant to tell you. I think I said like, I was like, oh, I reckon 15, 16. And I felt like a king. I go, what about you? And you're like, I just think one. I think I missed, yeah. one. I think I missed one day. And uh, I said, oh, well, what is a day of training for you? What does it entail? And you said, I just have to do. Uh, and this is inspired by your favorite movie 300 i have to do 300 reps within a training session so i thought oh that that doesn't sound like much i was like oh that's not really a training session and then i started to think about i would go down to the park and i i might do four rounds of five different exercises and i get to the end i was like hang on a second that was only 220 reps like the champ's doing he's doing 80 more reps than me and, and i'm calling his training session not a session so Walk us through that a little bit. Like, where did that philosophy come? Well, how did that philosophy come into play? I know where it came from. Oh, God, I don't even know how. <laughs> well, I love the movie. And I thought, oh, I, I might have read something that they were doing some sort of, what is it, Johnny Jones, John, Bill, John, something. Anyway, they had these training programs that they were doing for get uh, Jared Butler and the crew ready for the movie. And... Uh, yeah, I just said, all right, each day I've got to get to 300 reps. That way I know I've had a, a pretty decent workout. I've, I've used my, my body. Um, but then it could be like 300 bloody calories of ran. So if I do it on a treadmill, I know it's about between 25 minutes and half an hour. Uh, on the rower, it's pretty similar. So I've just got to get to 300 each day. Um, as I said before, I'm pretty good at sticking to something. If I'm going to do that, I'm going to do that. So uh, it's just a, a good measuring tool because it's so easy because I'm naturally pretty fucking lazy. <laughs> so it's so easy for me to do something going, eh, that's enough. Yeah, I've done enough for today. Rather than no, get to that target. So I had to have a number of reps in my head to get to each day so I didn't... Uh, Shirk it. But oh, I can make that up in, in so many different ways. Like, oh, I'll just make it up in like body weight squats or something. Like if um yeah, if, if I need to get to that target. So like I said, I don't train hard at all. 
but it is about moving every day. Yeah, that's interesting because uh, there's a bit of a reputation in the, especially in the, the bodybuilding scene. You see guys going in there and they're doing two and a half hour sessions. And it's, it's I don't know, it's a funny situation because you hear about a bloke doing a two and a half hour session and you go, oh my gosh, look how hard he's training. But then you see a two and a half hour session and a two and a half hour session, a lot of the time is lift heavy weights for 10 seconds, take a five minute break, do yeah. that a few times and then repeat on a couple of different exercises. So I often think those kind of sessions are far more relaxing than the kind of sessions that you're talking about now. Because with 300, like using the 300 reps in the gym model, that's pretty, uh, I guess it's fairly high paced. Like what does it take, half an hour to get through that? Uh, depends what little circuit. I normally train in a few exercises back to back. I can't stand just doing one exercise and sitting down and doing nothing. I want, to, I want to get that workout over and done with as quickly as possible. If I can get it done in 15 minutes, bloody beautiful. That's that's even better. So, um, yeah, very rarely will it take more than 45 minutes. Well, I don't train my clients for longer than that. So I can't exactly train me one way and train them in another. Like I sort of got to set the example a little bit. So, um yeah, for, yeah, imagine spending that long in a gym. Like, oh. Fair enough it's, if it's a, a social outing and that's where you like to hang or whatever. But that's in a, terms a long time. of farting around, um, no, no thanks. I want to get it I want to get it over and done with as quickly as possible. That's if true. I can bring it down to 10 minutes, <laughs> even better. <laughs> Are you really happy? Like if you could do a 10-minute training session, like you'll, you'll call it a day to 10-minute training session if you can get through your reps in that time? Uh, yeah, absolutely. If I can get what I need done in that time, yeah, for sure. Uh, and my body's still responding in the way I want it to. It's still moving well and performing and able to do everything that I needed to do. And I guess looking a certain way, I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah, you got to have some sort of vanity about it. Um, yeah, but if I can get it done in 10 minutes, who would want to? That's a one good of, point. One of my mates said, oh, you should try and do the the bare minimum possible but keep seeing improvements. That's a, that's a good yeah. take. It's a good take yeah. like because in any form of exercise, obviously consistency is key. It doesn't matter if once a year you do a two-and-a-half-hour session. If you're only doing that two-and-a-half-hour session once a year, yeah, good luck seeing any real results. You'll be sore the next day and maybe unmotivated to spend that much time in the gym the following day. So I, I like your approach because I think it's easy to tie together like you did last year, 364 days of training, and you add that up and compare it to a bloke who's in the gym once or twice, a, maybe even once a week, and you're probably still just way, way outdoing him in terms of exercise. And I think it's the same in the running scene, man. Like so many people uh, who get involved in the running scene, they want to run a marathon in the first week. I'm like, no, no, today you have to run a kilometre. And yeah. then, and you have to do that for three weeks. And then after three weeks, if you feel like, hey, you can do two kilometers and they go, yeah, but I'm trying to get real fit. I go, yeah, yeah. But I'm, I'm also trying to build you up to a place where you're not going to break your body and never want to do it again. Um, and it's, it's so much easier. I reckon when you're established in a scene, like the health and fitness scene is an area I love. I enjoy doing it. It's like a good de-stress. I, I'm like you, if I go to bed at night and I haven't done my exercise, I just, I feel like something's a little bit out of whack. It just doesn't feel quite right. And, uh, and I can see like as a mistake, as a beginner coming into the scene, like one of the biggest mistakes is just trying to get to a level where you're at after years of training when really 
their goal should just be to get through that one little session? Mm. Um, well, I, I know so many people, clients or whatever, think they need to, they set the bar too high. I need to lose 20 kilos. Fuck, dude, just let's lose one. Yeah, like rank it. What did Jordan Peterson say? Set the bar lower. Um, yeah, like people haven't done any exercise. Oh, I want to do hour-long training sessions. And I'm like, let's let's do five minutes. If you've gone from nothing, let's let's just start the ball rolling. Can do can you do five minutes each day? Let's just do that. Let's let's just start. A- anything you're doing, anything we're gonna do now is better than doing nothing. Let's just start. Yeah, what whatever you can com- commit to. Can you can you give me five? Can you give me five minutes a day? If you're doing nothing, fuck. Let's let's do that. Now I want to do an hour. Fuck. You've done nothing. You've done nothing. Let's let's just do something. All right. Then if you want to do some more, let's do a little bit more. But what can you do each day? Can you commit to shit something small? Other one, yeah. I need to lose twenty kilos. Twenty. That's what can you do to lose one? Literally, what can you do to lose one? What behavioral changes can we make? Doesn't matter how long it takes, as long as it's not still going up. If you can come down over the if it takes a month, beautiful. You're a kilo better off than where you were. Yep, by the end of the year, that could be 12 kilos. But I said to you, you're gonna lose 12 kilos this year. We take that, you're fucking over the moon. Yeah. So what you're saying, you, you just don't, you don't really respect fat people. Is what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just joking. It's, it's so true though, and the confidence that comes with losing a kilo, like if you can lose one kilo, it's the perfect start to a journey towards losing twenty kilos because uh, it's that classic snowball effect. Like if I've ever got, um, you know, a cup. If my house is filthy, like often I'll come home and I feel overwhelmed. Like oh my gosh. First of all, why hasn't Jesse cleaned this? Second of all, now it's my responsibility to do it. And then it's like, all right, well, what am I going to do? I'm going to try and do the whole, ha- no, no, just start with one room. And then if you can tick off that one room, you feel a little bit better. You go, all right, well, I'm one fifth of the way through it. And I, I don't know about you. I always feel so much better with that approach. Like this one kilo approach on the way to 20. It's such mm. a nicer confidence booster than like losing one kilo and going, I can't believe I've still got 19 kilos to lose. This is bullshit. Yeah, correct. Oh, it's the same with like writing a joke, isn't it? Like you think, oh, I don't need have to sit down and write half an hour. Can I come up with one new joke? Um, but yeah, we, uh, as your mate Jordan Peterson says, yeah, we set the bar too high, set the bar lower. Yeah, it's it's not a bad thing. I don't know if you know Dave Ramsey. He's like the US financial advisor. He, I think I just, I don't know if I said it, but I definitely thought it. He calls it the, uh, or he steals the the cliche that the snowball effect. He's like, when you when you're trying to pay off debts, a lot mm. of people go, all right, I got to start with the biggest debt, and then I work my way down to the smallest debt. He goes, no, no, do it reverse. Pay off the pay off the one debt first. That's five dollars, and then cross it off the list. And notice how good it feels that you've already like just with a little bit of focus, you've crossed off one little step towards your big goal. And he goes, by the yeah. time you get to your big goal, you've just got that much confidence about yourself. That you know, paying off however many thousands off your next debt becomes far more reasonable. It's a it's a nice little comparison, but I, I don't know. It's just it's weird. People are funny. Like we're we're so good at seeing the short term game and then forgetting about how good we could look or feel or or both 
in 12 months if we just do five, 10 minutes a day? Mm, yeah. Well, I'm like, I, I get it because I'm like that in terms of uh, the, the business. Like if you told me to train four times a day, I'd be like, yeah, shit. All right, let's do it. If you told me that I've got to do four things to help generate more clients and things, I'm like, yeah, can I pay someone else to do that for me? <laughs> so I totally get it. It's yeah, it's I guess it's just our priorities and where we like to focus our energy. So I said, oh yeah, yeah, the, the training side of things. That's that's easy. That's what I've always done. It is funny. See, I can laugh at the training side of things as well. But if you if you put like an admin book in front of me and said, sort this out. I would, it would never get done. I would be the equivalent <laughs> of a 200 kilo man just sitting there yeah, looking at the book, yeah. just going, if I can't get all of this done today, you could sit there and say, look, all you need to do is five minutes a day. And I'll be like, get stuff. There's no way I'm going to, I'll just get it done. <laughs> I want to get it done by Thursday at 4 p.m. rather than doing five minutes of this with my life every day. So yeah, it is funny. Like it's easy to look at the, uh, the overweight bloke who comes into the gym and like, oh, like, why won't you just do it? But then you flip the admin side on me. I go, okay, I totally, yeah, it's a good point. Yeah, I yeah, totally get where you're that's at. That's me. But in terms of business or admin or doing my tax and things like that, I'm like, yeah, can I just pay you to do it? Here's some stuff. Here's it's some so money. true. Yeah, I'm yeah. the world's fattest man when it comes to admin. I've realized I've got, <laughs> I've got the biggest man boobs and I'm just walking around with a singlet on, not ashamed yeah. to floor them. Oh. Just wheezing. <laughs> oh, you're probably, oh, you, so what are your, like, Obviously, you've got the gym, but but mm. how do you how do you approach the difference between sort of like your cardio work, your strength work, like that conditioning kind of stuff? For a new client, are you like in that five minutes? Are you saying, all right, today you're going to do weights, tomorrow you're going to do five minutes exercise? How do you find the balance? And for yourself as well, like how do you decide what what each day looks like in terms of training? Um, for my training, I guess I just try and listen to my body as much as I can. Um. Because I'm not annihilating things, I'm not overly sore. Like, I'll be sore on a Sunday, I guess, after playing cricket on Saturday, especially if I've kept the whole time and batted, then I'll just get sore in some areas. So I'll just, yeah, reduce what I do um, on the Sunday. And, and I guess later in the week too. So I want my legs to be as fresh as I can for Saturday. So... But I haven't done like heavy squats or anything in yonks. So um, I'll, I'll do most of my leg stuff early in the week. So maybe on a Tuesday and then start tapering off. But I'll, I'll move my legs most days. There will be some sort of squat or a lunge or a step up in there. Um, and cardio, yeah, I guess just if things are sore, like I've got a bit of tennis elbow because I hit golf balls every day and um, lift most days so yeah if my elbow's sore like all right let's not do anything that's going to aggravate that today or I don't know, my feet get sore and things like that then I'll just uh yeah I might just go for a run or jump on the rower um but still trying to get to that little magical 300 number so I yeah. can be a Spartan yeah that's so good that's so good I'm gonna start I'm gonna change your name from the champ to Spartan <laughs> yeah King Leonidas King Smallenitis. <laughs> that's that's one of my favorite one of your jokes. When you get up on stage, you go, "All right, let's address the elephant in the room." I'm a fully grown man. <laughs> I did that the other night, and some bloke laughed way too hard. It's so. Was, I was into my next joke, and he was still chuckling. 
Yeah, I don't know. I'm bloody five foot nothing. That allow me a champion. It's so it's so hurtful. It's so yeah. hurtful. That's so true. But I got a joke. I got a joke where I get up on stage and talk about how I'm often confused as a gay man. Mm. And a couple of weeks ago, a lady in the front row goes, "Yeah, I can see that." Oh, <laughs> whack! Which, oh, which I got nothing against gay men, but I've been married for ten years with a kid. I just don't know how. I'm more worried about my wife's feelings. She's like, "I could have, I could have done so much better." I saw Kyle Dunnigan posted a video on YouTube the other day um, about how good Kyle. Oh my gosh, man. I'm going Steve through. Biden is just the best. It's in, it's impeccable. It's, there's no yeah. better way to do it's it. Like it's it. getting better too. I'm Barack Biden. It's a hey, my fellow Jamaicans. <laughs> hey, my fellow Jamaicans. This is President Barack Biden. It's your President. He goes. I don't know if you saw his recent one. He goes. Um, what do you say? He's like, well, that's what my goal. My goal is to build back, build back the America. We got to build back. We got to build America back better. We got to build it back a bit. We got to go build it back a bit. You try saying it three times fast, pal. <laughs> <laughs> I do love when he does Biden's little crooked smile. Yeah, <laughs> it just makes me laugh because it's so slow. And his little whisper, hey, you guys, you can get this sorted out if you just got to be careful. <laughs> Oh, you're like, oh, that is next level. Oh, yeah. it's so. Why did I start talking about that? I was going to tell you something. Oh no, yeah, yeah. Uh, he was talking in a recent video about the male celebrities that look the most like lesbians. <laughs> <laughs> and then Ricky, Ricky Gervais. I'm never going to unsee it. Ricky Gervais, who's my favorite comedian, was like the thumbnail picture, and I was like, mm. oh, he's he looks like such a lesbian that's exactly what he looks like he's just yeah he's a very funny guy oh how good's ricky he's uh that's my background pick on my facebook profile is it what's a background pick called background oh like your cover your cover picture cover picture that's the one um well ricky gervais he liked one of my tweets that's ridiculous. I was so jealous that he liked it. What was it again? Tell the, uh, I remember what it was, something about being at a supermarket, uh, your secret desires. Yeah, it was uh, it was uh, secret desires that you have or something like that. And then I just said it's to piff fruit at the back of people's heads in supermarkets. And Ricky liked it. I'm like, cool, I'm not the only one. Well, dude, he's, he's I'm surprised. It's, yeah. I've so taken got... a small straw poll on this. And there's not many people that agree with me that when I ask them, oh, do you want to throw fruit at people in supermarkets? And they're like, no. I'm like, oh. Yeah, they're strange. I Ever since they're you told strange. I'm going to be honest, though. Like, I'd never really thought about that before you and I started speaking. Like, before you told me that Ricky Gervais liked it, it hadn't been something that I'd consciously thought about. But now every time I pick up a kiwi fruit, I go, well, it would be nice. Oh, yeah. Beautiful. And sometimes, depending on the person, even an apple. I would love to peg an apple. Yeah, yeah. A golden delicious, that'd be good because you can break open a golden delicious. Yeah. I'd like to hit someone from a distance. Like, yeah, well, as a cricketer, I think you'd it, probably be the, yeah, one of the more likely the people. Yeah, if they're like in the yogurt section and I can just see a head poking out while they're looking at the uh, ground. Imagine that. Imagine if they fell in. Oh. There's so many great scenarios that could come from it. You're such a bad person. It's not bad. It's, no. I'm not doing it. I'm controlling the urge to do it, but I still want to. And I, I, I don't believe that other people don't. I think they're lying. That's a good point. And I don't think they know what fun is. That's a good point. 
That's a good point. Mm. To be fair, I actually don't even think you're a bad person if you do it because every now and then I think your desire should have the right to take over just slightly, only with limitation. Like, I mean, if I start speaking to a pretty girl, I don't think that the thing in my head says, hey, I reckon I'm a chance here, should be followed yeah, yeah, up. Yeah, no. <laughs> like there's a moral limitation to what I'm saying, but I don't think a kiwi fruit to the back of the head is the uh, is the end of the world is, is my point. Ricky Gervais blocked me on Twitter. What? I've, I, have I not told you this? No. Dude. I've been blocked by a few people. Well, from AFL 360, shout out Robbo. What happened, what happened there? Because <laughs> um, I was talking about the media writing uh, myths, truths, myth, mistruths, mm-hmm. and then and having their AFL accreditation taken off them. And Robbo said, oh, that's ridiculous, or blah, blah, blah. And I said, yeah, of course you'd say that, Robbo. Block. Yeah, I was like, yeah, okay. Touched a nerve there because, you, yeah, whatever. People, people yeah. got to take the Joe Rogan approach and stay out of the comments because then all of a sudden, like, Robbo, he just, that that's a little bit of a pussy vibe in my mind now like if you i don't know it was the same with ricky here's the thing with me though like my ricky gervais story it was so innocent he's my fate like i don't think he knows how much i love him a couple this is like 2016 so 2016 he put out i'm not sure what it was it was like i was in the middle of i used to be a youth pastor so i was in the middle of working at church and he's like a a hardcore atheist which i which i i don't care about like i, I find him very funny a lot of the stuff he says but I tried to come back to his, like he made a witty call about how ridiculous believing in God is. So I tried to make a witty call. I can't remember the context or the comment of either of us, but I was pretty happy with what I posted. I thought, oh, this will get him. Like, that's quite funny. Like, that at least make him think. And then I went to check, I went to check his account and I said, you've been blocked. I was like, no, no, obviously it's his, uh, it's his media team or his production team. Don't want him seeing comments like that. And then I saw him talking on a video years later, talking about how every person that's ever been blocked has been blocked by him personally. He's like, I have no team. So it was uh, it was quite hurtful to know that one of my my greatest heroes has scrolled past my comment, which I thought was quite clever. Thought this guy's a cockhead and blocked me. What you said? Not really. It was. You need to put. You need to post that. This is what got me blocked by Ricky Gervais. That's well, cool. I actually don't have that. I don't have that account anymore because I never used Twitter. Like I was on there for about a year. And then I was off it for about it, dude. It's the most vile place. Like I, it's a place where I go knowing I shouldn't read comments, and it's a place where ninety percent of the time that I'm on there, I'm just scrolling through comments because because for every though nine out of ten comments are horrific, nasty, and just like shouldn't be real. There's one comment that's just so funny that I go, that was it feels temporarily worth it for the dopamine hit, and then I put my phone down. I go, why do I feel horrific? Like this feels, yeah. this feels terrible. Oh, it's gross. I, I really think you need to have your uh, your personal ID linked to your Twitter account because there's just so many fuckwits out there just saying whatever they want and just getting away with it. I'm sure so- their employers would like to say to see what what they've been saying. Well, that, uh, yeah, it's interesting. It'd be an interesting conversation. Cancel them. Cancel them. <laughs> Please. One of my favorite things to see is when, like, someone's obviously they use Twitter on a work account or a, or a private account or whatever, but they've also got their personal account. And you see them like something that they clearly weren't meant to like from their personal account. It was supposed to be from, like, a, or, or vice versa. You know what I'm trying to say, don't you? I saw Voice yeah, of Victoria yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. the other day, like, this, this chick who runs the Voice of Victoria page posted a, a, it was a screenshot of some 
Victorian politician who liked something that she most definitely should not have liked under her real name. And she posted a, a comment with it just saying, oh, I'm pretty sure she's she thinks she's logged into the other account. And then needless to say, 20 minutes later, it's been unliked, uncommented on. And just yeah. any, any evidence that that uh, uh, conversation ever occurred has just completely disappeared. Shout out to Voice of Victoria. Thank you. For, thank you for all you do. Oh, I'm bro. I'm addicted to her page. That's where I. That's where I get my my news now. Like I log on each morning because she just boils it there. I've got no interest in in scrolling through like it's hundreds of articles. It's a both. It's a duo, is it? No, it's just a chick. Oh, it's a, she might get a little bit of assistance, but like, uh, who's the dude that's on it though? Oh, I've never seen the dude on there. Who's a dude? Are you sure? Yeah. Are you on the Pop Culture Podcast making up stories? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I am. There could be a dude. I shouldn't say it with so much confidence. In fact, if I had to put money on it, I would say I'm yeah. 50% sure it's just a girl. So there's a whole other part of the pie where I could be completely wrong. Anyway, I give the chick the on there the credit for everything. That's who I that's who I think of when I think of Voice of Victoria. But but she, but they, I'm gonna I'm gonna refer to the bloke just that, in yeah. case he's offended, because I know he'd be a fan of this podcast. Uh, he um uh, look, I've already started saying, hey, she is she's awesome at just boiling down like just so much bullshit. There's so many really hard things to understand in the world of politics that I, I don't have the time or interest in fairness to really, you know, go down that rabbit hole in. So just to log on to her page and go, oh, here's what's happening. Here's why. Here's what it means. I go, you know what? Yeah, it's tick, tick, tick. Every time I've checked in with what you have to say, you've been pretty on the ball. You've been pretty on the money. Um, she'll be, I think she's got a, a back, like the, the girl, just to be clear. I think she's got a background in the, uh, as a lawyer, maybe like, so I think she really knows her shit, uh, around politics, but just, I love people who can just boil it down. Just, just be, yeah. maybe that's why I didn't mind Trump so much because he just came out. I was like, Hey, you're not supposed to say that. That's so yeah, yeah, yeah. totally offensive as for us as possible. Yeah. We're not going to start talking to clients or whatever about bloody mitochondria and I don't know, other technical stuff there. Make it as simple as possible so people actually understand so we don't get disillusioned, disfranchised, disjointed. Uh, Yeah, so we understand what's going on. Yeah, it's a good point. Is that a part of your routine that you pay a fair bit of attention to as well? Like obviously – it doesn't take a genius to figure out that Twitter is probably not the best place to spend your time if you're trying to develop good mental health. But um, like with a, a fairly holistic approach to health, obviously you're ticking off, um, you're ticking off the physical work, you're ticking off the diet. That's what I like about you as well, though. You've got like a nice balance. You're happy to, you're happy to have a coke, or you're happy to have a, a bit of rubbish food now and then reward yourself. But that mindset element as well is something that that obviously comes into the the whole package of what we're talking about here. Like, is that an area that you're pretty focused on? Oh, yeah, nutrition, definitely, because um, I'll never have two bad meals in a row, unless you say dinner and dessert. <laughs> Is that two <laughs> bad meals? No, I'll say that's one meal. That's one I don't like a, a <laughs> shit lunch and a shit dinner. Like, if I want to eat something, I'll just eat it, because I'd say probably nine out of ten of my meals are healthy enough. But if I want to eat a donut, fucking hell, imagine not just, no, can't do that. Love donuts. I had a pasty this morning. That's the best. I trained one client at my house, right? So we trained for half hour. 
and then we go for a walk up to the bakery. Shout out to Lily's Bakery. Um, <laughs> and sometimes we get a delicious little baked good. It's the best. It's so good. <laughs> yeah. we tr- we've exercised. We've gone for a, I don't know, another half hour, 45 minute walk. We've uh, debriefed from the week. We've had bakery food. Oh, it's a, yeah. That's a a healthy balance. I need to take a leaf out of your book because I get, I find it so much easier to just go full OCD. Like, have a chat. I'm glad my wife's not on this podcast because I I do her head in when it comes to food. Like, if if she says you want to go get a pizza, I go, how about we just go get like a a stalk of broccoli and we'll just sit on the beach and eat it? She goes, you're a dick. (laughs) Like, I could, she goes, you understand I could have married anyone I want. I go, that's quite hurtful. Um, like yeah, it doesn't yeah, have to yeah. be broccoli. Like we can do cucumber. <laughs> we can do cucumber if you're feeling a little bit naughty. And um, and she's uh, she always she says to me, she, <laughs> she goes, she goes, dude, you just live a sad life. Like at the moment, she had COVID last week, and uh, she got that thing where you can't taste anything. And as a Macedonian woman, it's so funny to listen to her complain about not being able to taste her food. Because for me, like food is honestly, I just I, every time I look at food, I just go, okay, is it healthy? Like what? What nutritional benefits in it? Like it's it, it feels a little sad. Also, quite inspiring. Saying it out loud, I'm not sure which uh, which way you lean. But Jesse always goes. She's like, you just live a sad life. So she had some knocky last night with like a garlic sauce. I've never seen a woman so upset that she couldn't taste her food because she's got a real appreciation for like the finer things in life. She can she'll do her exercise. She's probably a she's probably just the female version of you, bro. She'll go out. <laughs> she'll do what she needs to do, but she also knows how to relax and have a glass of wine, and have a good time. So I probably, if there's anything I need to actually adopt, maybe it is just, um, you know, putting the cucumber away on a Thursday afternoon and eat, enjoying a baked good. But my oh, problem oh, is yeah. I enjoy baked good. I think that's my form of discipline because people always say, oh, you're so healthy. You've got no junk food in the house. I'm like, no, no, that is my form of discipline because if there's junk food in the house, I will, I'll eat it. Yeah. So if you've got to treat it, like I shouldn't say treat yourself, but if you want to eat something that's not in your normal uh, nutritional schedule routine whatever what what would you have what would you go to and actually enjoy and go well a hundred percent hot chips like that's my weakness okay so the other day we took our little man chicken salt or normal salt nah normal salt chicken salt i just it doesn't do it for me Mm. nah what are you a chicken salt man uh if they give me the option yeah why not yeah all right living on the edge a little bit yeah do you like a sweet it. potato chip or just normal? Well, it depends how they're cooked. They're, you've got to be careful mm. with sweet potato because for whatever reason, like if you – actually, I had sweet potato chips on the way down to Melbourne last night. Jesse cooked them between me and you. They weren't they weren't cooked as well as she could have cooked them. They didn't have that. You know when they can sometimes – they can get a little bit crispy. Uh, sorry, they can get yeah. a little bit soggy. Yeah. I'm not sure if I was just in a bit of a hurry. These ones were a bit soggy, and I feel like sometimes, from my experience, the sweet potato chips for – Whatever reason they 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 always come out on the soggy side. So a hundred percent, I'll take the deep fried nasty white potato over a soggy sweet potato. But if I had the option for a sweet potato done well, I'd probably take that. Have you ever had um, eggplant chips? No, actually, it sounds oh. it sounds horrific. No, wonderful. Did you say eggplant? Eggplant, eggplant chips and zucchini chips. Grilled, grilled do zucchini chips. Zucchini, you I get think a tray of chips from grilled. Dude, I think Maybe I have had zucchini one. chips, and I think actually I enjoyed it. Yeah, with it like a breadcrumb. Yeah, cookie crumb, crumble stiltskin. <laughs> <laughs> What's a crumble stiltskin? 
Uh, that wasn't uh, some book with Rumpelstiltskin. I'm not sure. See, this is the only moment I ever noticed that you're a little bit older than me is when you make a reference to something which is just slightly above my age bracket. I'm not sure if that's true. However, maybe I'm just trying to dodge the fact that I'm not quite as cultured as I should be and I'm blaming the age gap when it's really just my... Is that of Harry Potter? No, I've never seen Harry Potter. I've never seen Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings. Wow, man. Star I actually, Wars, none of them. What was the third one? Star Wars. Interesting. I haven't seen Star Wars either. Which, Star uh, Trek. I have less interest in Star Trek than Star Wars. Yeah. Um, have you seen Harry Potter's? I think I saw The Philosopher's Stone, like the first one, but I just I didn't get into it. I remember I was about, I think I was year eight when the like the first couple came out. It was maybe, was it like 2001 or two? How many booster shots was that ago? <laughs> that was when we were all pure bloods. <laughs> <laughs> we were all anti-vaxxers back in the day. Um, <laughs> that was so funny. I, um, I remember we, we had to read it. Have you had your booster shot? Because all of a sudden I'm not feeling safe doing this podcast. With you. <laughs> yes. Even though we're 80k away, I just want to make sure. No, you can't because... be too careful. You can't be too. And the science, yeah. the science is changing quite quite rapidly as well. So you've just got to be careful to make sure that you you really. Yeah, I don't know. I just don't. What I'm saying is I just don't want to infect you with with anything. Yeah. That's why I've got this. I've got quite a thick pop filter on here, and I've got the computer at a safe distance away. So I hope you. I'm not- I might put a condom over the computer screen or something. <laughs> I'm gonna put a, I'm gonna put one over my face. <laughs> <laughs> what, a, what a ridiculous podcast! Um, I was what were we talking about? Harry Potter. Yeah, I listened to it in year nine. I thought this is the shittest book. <laughs> <laughs> did you do it at school or just read it for your own? No, pleasure? we we did we did it at school. One what one book that got me by surprise though was um in year twelve we had to read a book called A Girl with a Pearl Earring. Just one. Just well, I'm sure there was many, but that was the one that I remembered. And uh I saw the cover, and I know they say you're not supposed to judge a book by it, but I thought this also <laughs> this also looks like the shittest book I've ever seen. And they said, Well, you have to read it. And in 2004, they didn't have as much online to give you like a brief breakdown of the overview of the story. So I thought, fuck, I'm gonna have to read this shit. Anyway, I started four pages in. I thought, oh, my gosh, I'm, I can't believe how much I'm interested in this little house cleaner. Like, this is such a good – I reckon I was finished it in a week and I was so embarrassed because I got back to school and the kids who I considered, like, the guys who did quite well in English were like, what a shit book. I was like, yeah, I know, how embarrassing. Like, I will never read the whole thing. And then all of a sudden I'm just chucking out information from the middle of the book and how events tie together. And they're like, have you read it? I was like, no, nah, I just overheard some cockhead talking about it. <laughs> yeah, 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 watch the movie. Watch the movie. Oh, there is no movie. Ah, oh, obviously you're not paying attention. Yeah. Oh, yeah, what's it called? Girl with the pearl earring. Girl with the pearl earring. Don't read it because I feel like Diaz in that movie. Bad teacher. Nah, what's that movie with Cameron Diaz when she got the jizz on her ear? <laughs> oh no, she got the jizz in her hair. Wait, who got the uh, jizz on his ear? That is that Maybe ten Adam things Sandler I hate about you. Who got who got jizz on his ear? Was that Adam Sandler? No, Ben Stiller. I think it was Ben Stiller, yeah. Is it not Zoolander or 10 Things I Hate About You? Why did he have jizz on his ear? He had a really, a really excited morning and just lost. Yeah. He had a yeah. Terrible, I'm not sure. And she thought it was hair well, gel or a, something. Well, that's a pearl earring because that was a pearl necklace reference. Oh, is that actually what it's called? You don't know what a pearl necklace is? 
Bro, I'm clean cut. Hey, I met my wife at a church, don't forget. <laughs> All right, you've got to get on Urban Dictionary then. I feel like I don't want to know what it is. I feel, I feel a little no, bit no, no, no. about it. That's just silly. I think I could be a fan of Girl with a Pearl Earring without even meaning to be. Like maybe that's just yeah. a subconscious thing coming out. Man, you're lucky that you got the right book because I think it can go the other way real quick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was the uh, that was the one they they read the year after us. I accidentally gave my girl a pearl earring. <laughs> <laughs> it got banned in 2012 because they they caught on to it. This isn't a Christian book, and it's a Christian school. We're not supposed to have this in here. Heathen! Oh my god! Goes up in flames, dude. Before we uh, started talking about this absolute filth and the mm. power of mindset in our health. One of the things I was curious to ask you about was, was your approach to mindset because you're a very relaxed customer. That's one thing I like about you. And I know you even you even take a little bit of a, um, you're happy to take a pay cut in order to work a little bit less so you can invest in your health and just do, you know, a few things just to to make yourself feel better. So I feel like that that ties in beautifully to like a healthy mindset. But what is your approach? Like I'm always interested to find out what little secrets happy people have that are actually making them happy. Like, I, surely it's not just genetic. I know there's plenty of things that piss you off, but you're also right. you're also quite good at getting over those things. Yeah, I guess one of the things with work, I found out how many PT sessions I can do a week before I started almost getting PT fatigue and I wasn't delivering good sessions. Um, I'm really conscious of like energies are contagious. Um, so one of the main things is, is probably hanging around good people. Um, I talked to that about the, to the, the cricket boys a lot about it's, to me, it's super important to be a good person because at the end of the day, when I know you talk about past players and things like that, one of the first things people will mention when you recall a name is what sort of a person they are. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, great player, shit bloke. Or good player, oh, terrible cricketer, ripping bloke. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, so I'm really conscious of, yeah, the, the, the people that I hang around with, what I call it, I guess, nutrition for your mind, what goes in. Like I, during lockdown, um, I had, to, I had to off people, I had to get off Facebook and Twitter and stuff like that because I just found myself getting so bloody angry. I was like waking up really, really angry. Um, so I had to sit and think about what are those things that are ticking me off that I actually have control over. Um, get rid of those. Um, uh, what, what goes into your mouth as well? I think that plays a huge role. You, if I eat shit too often, I start feeling it. Yeah. I think that's and part then, of the reason I actually don't enjoy eating shit food. Because I do, like, even after those hot chips, which I, I, I told you I enjoy. Like, yeah. I, I, so we went to Sorrento the other day, had hot chips on the beach. They were fantastic. But then on the way home, I'm like, ugh. Like, oh, really? yeah, they were, they were good. But I'm like, I always yeah. feel like, oh, why do I? I don't know if this is completely true. Like, I, if I go too hard. If I go too yeah. hard, because sometimes when the hot chips are in front of me, I go, I just can't stop now. I'm just, the, the chips win. I can be yeah. on the boat on the way back. And the other day I was a little bit like, oh, I don't know. Like I just, 
maybe I've got like a lower threshold of feeling shit from bad food than most people, but I definitely know that feeling you're talking about. Mm, yeah. Um, so there's, yeah, so we've talked about the work. Yeah, I know how many sessions I can do before I start getting, yeah, I guess fatigued and then not delivering good sessions. And that's super important to me. Like to one of the, when I first became a PT, the guy that I used to train with, he used to, um, uh, he was a chiropractor and owned a couple clinics and talked to me about becoming a PT. And one of the things he said was never worry about the money, just deliver the best sessions that you can and the money will take care of itself. Um, and that sort of always stuck with me. So yeah, getting tired and not doing, yeah, delivering good sessions. Um, also when, and this is a little bit out of my control, but if clients are late and then it feels like I have to rush through a session or they get a shorter session, then that also, or they're not getting the, the full value of their time, mm-hmm. but it's not my fault. But then, yeah, I feel shit because I haven't delivered the best session I can. Even though they're late. Even though they're late. Like, I'm like, like we might only get 20, 25 minutes in instead of half an hour. And I get to the end, oh, is that it? Well, yeah, that makes me feel like shit. Like, hey, I didn't get to deliver the best session I can. That's funny that that bothers you. In my head, I'd be like, well, if you want a decent session, get here when you're supposed to get here. That's one of my pet hates. Like, I hate being late. I absolutely mm. hate it. And I think it's because you're a little bit the same, aren't you? Like, I know oh, yeah. I, I know you can't stand being late, but um, it's funny that you take that personally when someone's late to your session and you feel as though that's a, a reference on your ability to train them. Mm, yeah. I, I'm not... I, I know it probably doesn't make sense, but yeah, I always want to try and deliver the, the best sessions I can. And if a client walks away thinking, oh, that wasn't very good or I could have done more or, uh, yeah, my, yeah, it, yeah, it does affect me because they're, they're training with me. Yeah. Um, yeah it's, it's, interesting, yeah. it's interesting you mentioned that, um, uh, what was it? You are talking about like the, the boys at the cricket club getting a reference for, you know, being a, a, a shit cricketer but a great bloke or vice versa. Um, yep. that's one thing I've noticed in the comedy scene, like a couple of guys have mentioned to me about you that like you were good during lockdown. Like I know I told you the other day that Dave Rose, who's a, a good comedian here in, in Victoria was, um, I caught up with him the other night and he's like, yeah, nah, shame was, uh, he was a gun. He was a gun during lockdown. Like you just call me randomly on zoom. It was like, all right, we're doing a workout. Let's go. And, uh, I thought what a cool, like what a cool thing to do. Like what a cool, uh, it's like a selfless thing to do. One thing that I probably, would never consider doing just call and off my own back go you know what i'm going to take you through a session because i'll be like i got other i got heaps of fun stuff i need to be getting through that that like benefits my own life do you know what i mean so um that is that an area like are you pretty focused on on being disciplined in that area to actually make sure you're building up those people around you rather than just focusing on yourself because i don't know when he told me that the other day i was like oh man like Shane's such a he's such a better human than me (laughs) because that never crossed my mind during lockdown to call someone and go hey like, how's your mental space? I'll just call and go, why haven't I heard from you, you pussy? I'm quite <laughs> depressed. I'm like, oh, well, I'm so sorry. Um, I guess I have the uh, the ability to do it. Yeah. Yeah. People might do what's considered good things in other ways, but, yeah, but this is actually what I do. It's, it takes 
15 minutes out of my day if it make, can make someone else feel better or get them moving and things like that, then great. Yeah, why wouldn't I? Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, and, and sometimes you just need to get that ball rolling. Yeah, just need to start. Yeah. Um, it's easy to say, oh, yeah, we'll, we'll start next week. No, motherfucker, we're starting now. <laughs> Take off your slippers. <laughs> Train in your slippers. I don't care. Let's just move. Oh, but Chip, I've only got halfway through my donut. <laughs> yeah, well, finish it off afterwards. Let's, yeah, let's get the body moving. Um, yeah, and uh, very, everyone feels better after a, a little workout. Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah. I feel I feel a million bucks. Like, it does not matter how terrible I feel before a workout. There's never yeah. a work. In fact, most days, I would say it's the, uh, it's the, what do you call it? Like it's the outlier of a day when I'm like, oh, I really feel like doing a workout today. Most of the time, I'm, I'm there's other things that I feel like doing, but that feeling of getting home after like a 45-minute workout where you've actually made yourself sweat a bit, um, oh, it's fantastic. It's like the opposite to how you feel uh, after I've eaten a bucket of hot chips and gone, I shouldn't have done that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think not. it's not the actual workout. It's how you feel after. Yep, I've ticked a box. It's like that, that video that, the guy in the army talks about making your bed. Yep, tick that box. You do that? Mm. Have you heard that video? I have. I have. I need yeah. to, I'm, I, I'm so glad my bed's not in the background, though, because I haven't taken his advice on board. I'm quite lazy in that department. Really? Yeah, I watched that. And the same thing with that. Watch that video. Yep, it's so true. Make your bed. Ever since I watched that, every day I'll make my bed. Never do you? Yeah. Every so what, what's making the bed? Are you, are you just throwing the sheet over... The mattress or do you make it like my nan used to make it like with the sheets quite tight and tucked in and you know folded up the top i don't have sheets i've just got a show the sh- the bottom sheet the bottom fitted and then the donut yeah you're a smart man you're a smart what man sheets have? what's that what do you have well we i have a, a wife that that is is quite focused on making sure that things look really appealing to hypothetical guests so it's yeah. very funny. And I'll come home. Come into your bedroom. Oh, it's so funny. Like it's one area that when people come over, we shut the door because well, that's weird if they come into our room. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's not a swingers party. We'll um <laughs> so we'll, we'll have people uh so so Jesse will come home and we've got 12 pillows on our bed, four dunas and a sheet. And like yeah. I go, what's happened, sweetie? Like I don't know where to put my head anymore. Like pillows are coming halfway down the bed. So if it, if if I made the bed. What the bed is to me, I, I can't do sheets as a, I'm, I'm honestly like I've got serious issues when it comes to sheets. I don't know why, but any sheet that's over me somehow ends up on the floor in the morning with, with zero conscious effort by me. It's just, my body just doesn't want it there. Um, but because of her, like she likes a sheet, she likes a doona, she likes a 12 pillows. But if I was, if I was a bachelor, I think my bed would be, would be the same as yours. Just give me a doona and a comfortable pillow. Yeah. And uh, for me, I like a bedroom. I know your bedroom set up in your lounge room, which is awesome. Yeah. But that's the only yeah, difference like, between us. Yeah, you just yeah make your bed every morning. Um, I don't even know how we got onto that. Oh, we're talking about mental discipline. We're talking about like little little things that lead towards bigger. Yeah, I don't know how uh, we got onto it either. Uh, um, mitochondria. <laughs> That's so, I love that you just referenced the word mitochondria because I remember you said that about 15 minutes ago. That's a yeah. long, that's quite a long yeah. drawback. I was like, far out. How's he going to find his way from here? Mitochondria, <laughs> year 12, health and human development. Um, yeah. I got yeah. dumped in year nine. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, 
making bad discipline. Uh, oh, calling people. Oh, that's right. I was asking you about yeah. You're such a you're such a more selfless person than me um, during mm. your lockdown. Like, is that an area that you really focus on going out of your way to do? Because obviously, you got whacked. Like the the PT scene got completely whacked in the uh, in the world of COVID. So it would have been easy just to bury your head in the sand, feel sorry for yourself, and you know try and figure out how you're going to survive this. But uh, in the meantime, I, yeah, I was just impressed that you're going out of your way to help you know a couple of mates to stay. And, and I know he's not the only one. You got there's a few blokes that that sort of you caught up with during the lockdown to to help out. I guess that also could be a little bit selfish, but that made me feel good doing that. Mm. Um, yeah, because I, I couldn't work, even though I could, but we couldn't because I could have still worked, but wasn't safe, Ty. It wasn't safe to, to Dude. train people outside. Dude, I've got a mate. I've got a mate right last night. One of my He was the best man at my wedding. His dad yeah. at the moment is in a Melbourne hospital with mm-hmm. so he's he had brain cancer about a year and a half ago had an operation looked successful um tested negative to brain cancer anyway my mate went down to longford where he lives on the weekend and was like what dad he's out of whack like he just looks terrible anyway long story short he's like your, your stereotypical aussie bloke who's not going to hospital not going to be there anyway it got to a point where he just had to go there he's in took him three days to get an mri he's, he's had brain cancer took him mm-hmm. three days to get an mri and then um, it looks like it's probably going to be positive based on like the chat I had with my mate last night. Dude, he's allowed no visitors, no family, no friends, wife, no, and all because like they all live together. But for safety, I, dude, I was I was livid last night driving to Mel. I couldn't believe what I was hearing. So true, like the crazy measures. I know it gets easier the further along we go as well to to sort of see it. But it is it is crazy how much people like him copped it and how much people like you copped it in the, oh, in the, in the, in the yeah. fittest and healthiest area of the world. Yeah. 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 I think we were closed for oh, close to a, a full year. The fitness industry. It's all about health, but not that health. Let's um, go down to the bottle shop and drink your worries away. Cause they're still. Yeah. Open. Yeah. Yeah. It was good. That it was also wrapped that Dan Murphy's was able to stay open. And, Same with Macca's and the tobacconist up the road. Mm. But um, so got brothels yeah, just, that was important. Oh, yeah. Couldn't yeah, couldn't train people outside with no equipment or anything. No, nah. you could go that to the local safe. brothel and start throwing out pearl earrings. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. We've done a loop. There it is. <laughs> I was waiting for it. <laughs> yeah. Was, um, oh, yeah, so and look, yeah, I won't lie to you. It was bloody hard being a trainer and um yeah, trying to keep people moving. And yeah, quite often, yeah, we didn't want to do it ourselves. Um, but then, yeah, doing, I guess, good things makes you feel good. Mm. Um, and if someone enjoys that and appreciates it, yeah, you do. You do feel good. So, yeah, there could be a little bit of uh, doing it for myself as much as them. But yeah, I've got those the skills and the tools and ability to to do these things so why not yeah no, that's awesome it's like that's if awesome. someone's struggling to cross the road you don't just laugh we do <laughs> but, but then you don't help yeah yeah that's right and then when they get to the side you push them back and say oh, <laughs> we should make tricked you <laughs> got you yeah. oh man uh, yeah um yeah so now that it, I, yeah I, I probably got as much uh 
joy and benefit from it as they did. Yeah, no, it's awesome. Well, dude, what's on? Uh, what, what's the time right now? It's uh, it's one o'clock. What's on now? But uh, between now and uh, when I see you, at about seven thirty for some uh, for some Japanese fried rice. Woo! Best day of the week. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to. I think I might have a something to eat. I might. I am hungry. Yep, I've got an avocado and I've got some eggs. Sweet. Yep, and then some of those avocados don't soften, do they? No, they're brutal. That's one thing that if you threw that at someone at a supermarket, you'd probably kill them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. your manslaughter charges. (laughs) Then you want a good lawyer. Um, And then I might go hit some golf balls. Yeah, you will. Try and and sneak in nine holes or... uh, Go to the range. And then I'll get ready. I'll start. I'll write my set for tonight, what I'm going to do. Practice that a few times. Come meet the great T. Popolino. Yes. We're going to rock speak easy. Can't wait, man. That's going to be good. Yeah. Um, dude, what time do you want to meet tonight? Because it's uh, one. So we start at 8.30. I'm thinking mm. I, I got to, my little man usually goes to bed about 6.30. So I could probably, I might, I might be able to bail by about six but that means i'll probably get there close to eight does that work all right for you yeah is that all right we'll get a takeaway for you you want to meet at eight is that all right i'll call you closer to the time but um i probably should be like a a helpful husband on the uh yeah eight o'clock perfect this is great man what what are you gonna wear that is a good question i usually wear this uh this shirt that i'm wearing because it's like casual enough it's casual enough to um one sec i've got an intruder yeah it's still going babe Still got no, what is it? Oh, Jesse's overheard us speaking. She goes, You can leave earlier than six. Are you sure that's all right? Oh, I oh, do you? Okay, all right. Um, wait, I've just got important meeting. Uh, I've just got important announcement. Jesse needs the computer because she's got a, a Zoom meeting at one o'clock and I'm on it. So, bro, oh, let me cool. let me love you and leave you. Um, I'm gonna see you tonight at uh seven between 7 30 and 8. Done, sounds good. Let me know, brother. All right, oh, thanks for coming on. That was fun. Yeah, good fun. See you, dude.